That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Ramier. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. You can find more podcasts, more resources. You can also contact us by going to thatsoberguy.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. All the links from today's show will be in the show notes for you. Shout out to Humans Music. Always love the intro to this. Gets me so pumped. I'm in a great mood today. I hope we have some fun today. I hope you guys are having a great day, having some fun today too. My apologies for the lack of content the last couple weeks, but the Raymer family was on vacation, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Share some things, some thoughts, some experience. The title of today's show is You Won't Be a Kook Forever. You won't be a kook forever. Unless you still drive your car alone with a surgical mask on. You might be a kook if you do that. (laughs) Just kidding, but not. (laughs) What is a kook, you might say? What is a kook? Well, one whose ideas or actions are eccentric, fantastic, or insane. A screwball, or, and or, a board sport participant who has a poor style or a poor skill. (laughs) You might be a kook. We're going to get into a little bit more of what a kook is, why we titled that today. Uh, But before we do that, I just wanted to mention, I have some great Instagram uh, accounts like at kook slams, at kook of the day OG for you to follow and check out, and we'll play one of those in a minute that's called yeah Heidi it's one of the funniest I think I've seen in a long time Uh, but man I've received so many messages from you guys lately sharing your recovery your sobriety Uh, Don Heath Lindsay Adam Vincent so many more I just threw threw those names in there those are the first ones from the top of this list and I just appreciate all of you Um, and it it really encourages me to keep going you got to remember like I get to do this podcast I'm so grateful for that and um I had to talk to a lot of great people and it really helps to keep my uh, sobriety close and on my mind and working through things. And it is a sense of responsibility for me and it's not a chore. It's something I enjoy to do and uh, hearing from you guys and hearing how the podcast impacts you and helps you. It's like, it helps me not just hearing you. It's not like patting myself on the back. I'm just saying it, it just, it makes me feel like part of the crew. And I hope it makes you guys feel like part of the crew too, being uh, involved in the podcast and listening to it and helping. And I just wanted to say thank you to you guys again. Keep up the great work Um, and, you know, feel free to hit me up anytime. I mean, you guys hit us up on the contact form on that soberguy.com on Instagram and our locals group. I hear from some of you guys. So it's once again, just want to say thank you. Keep up the great work. You guys are doing great and I really do appreciate it. Uh, Now we just got back from our vacation down in Huntington beach uh, in the greater um, uh, Orange County area. And, um, man, what a great time it was. We sat, we had so much fun. We drove down last Saturday. Uh, we spent Easter Sunday with some great friends down there, uh, and their family. We got to go to their church together and, uh, just hang out for a bit, which was awesome. Uh, after church, we, we went to the angels game. So much fun. Uh, cash got a ball. It was like 23 runs scored, um, man, one thing I noticed, 1675 for a tall can. Are you kidding me? I was so happy that I don't drink anymore. 
Like, I could not believe that. The dude in front of me, so the way Cash got the Taylor Ward ball, by the way, is Taylor Ward threw it in. He's a left fielder for the Angels. He threw it into the stands. We were sitting right in left field by the, by the foul pole down there on the line. And uh, he threw a ball in after warm-ups. And, and the dude in front of me just completely missed it, and it rolled right to me. And what I just realized too recently was that he was the one paying the sixteen seventy five for the tall can. So congratulations, bud. You missed the ball. I don't know if it was because of the sixteen seventy five tall can. Who knows? But I made out for it, and in turn, cash. Well, I didn't really make out cash day because I got to give cash the ball, and then now he was so pumped. Look at that! It has grass stains on it. Man, this came straight from Taylor. He was so pumped, man. It was the coolest thing. He's down there. He had his cards and his sharpie and his couple um, uh, baseballs ready to get signed. He didn't end up getting any autographs, but in any case, man, the sun was out. We had an amazing time. Um, you know, what else, man? We ate a bunch of good food, went to all our favorite spots. We uh, went down to Lowers, which is uh, one of the most popular uh, surf breaks in the world, which was so amazing. We watched some of our friends surf down there, and I'll talk a little bit about that here uh, later on in the podcast. Of course, we saw some family, um, Aunt Mimi, um, cousins, and uh, man, just so so many good people and just such a great time. Had a date night also, too, at Basilico's, one of our favorite Italian restaurants down in Huntington Beach. If you're there, make sure you go to Basilico's. Um, it's, uh, the food is so good. The experience was amazing. Uh, and we just, it was just great to have a date night with my lady for a night, you know, and uh, shout out to the Ariano family for letting the kids come hang for a minute while Jess and I went and, and had a date. It was just so much fun. Uh, of course, Cash and I, uh, we got to, I'll call it kook surfing. We got to kook surf because uh, neither one of us are very good, but hey, I don't even care. I'm getting out there and eventually I won't be a kook forever, right? Uh, so I can't be at some point if you continue to go and practice on whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's sobriety or surfing or whatever it is, man, it's, it sucks to suck sometimes, but, uh, that's part of the process and we got to work through that stuff. So Cash and I did get to do some surfing though. And I uh, got to hit up dog beach with, uh, you know, with the, with the fam and man, just a great trip. I'm gonna dive into a little bit more of it as we continue on. And one of the things that I thought about as I was kind of recapping the trip and going over some of these, uh, these notes that I took down for this podcast, um, is, uh, that how short life is and how I know this is very cliche, uh, but it's about the journey, not the destination. And, uh, I'm sure you've heard that before. As a matter of fact, I even have a coin that when I first got sober was given to me and it, it that's, it's a, it's special to me because it really means something in that moment. It was the first time I'd kind of recognized that for what it is like, it's not about the journey. Um, or I'm sorry. It's about the journey, not the destination, you know? And so how do we enjoy that? Like, how do we, how do we work through that? And, uh, it just continues to occur to me, the older I get that life is so short. It's so short. And, um, our Papa, Jess's Papa, big Chuck, uh, he's in the hospital right now. And, uh, he's actually, I think he's getting discharged today as, as we speak, but he had a mild heart attack recently and, uh, we've been praying for him and praying for God's will on his life. He's just a great dude. He's lived a long life. Um, I often, I mean, I think about all the things that this man has done in his 90 years on this planet, 90 years. And, um, I think about how fast it must've went by for him too, at times, like how, like you're, you know, he, he made it to 90 and it's like, wow. And, um, 
He's such a great guy, and uh, it just—he's been on our heart, of course, too. And I just want to ask for some prayers for Chuck and uh, for the family, of course. And I just want to say, everybody, and, and enjoy your family, enjoy your friends. I know Papa would say the same thing. He'd say, "I mean, I've, I've heard him say it to us before." Like, enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, enjoy the time. How are you? Ask, like, have great conversations, connect with people. Like, that's what it's about. It's not about where we end up in with the career or, you know, the, the, the possessions or the money or the status, or I'm trying to do this and trying to do that. I mean, yeah, that's all good and fun and cool and stuff. I'm not saying don't have visions and don't have goals and stuff. I certainly do. But like, I really try hard to not get caught up in all that because it's just, it's an endless trap. I feel like, and at the end of the day, the only certain destination is ultimately and eventually on the other side of this world in heaven. That's it. That's it. In the meantime, how do we go about our daily life? How do we do what's right by God? How do we enjoy life through all the ups and downs to the best of our ability? And the only answer I have for that is to surrender to God and to um, not just surrender, but submit and understand that I don't have all the answers. I'm not in control. I can only do my best. I can do my best to respond to things and I can do my best to enjoy each moment. And um, it's hard to do sometimes when we're going through stuff. But many times if we know that and we remember that and we trust in the process and we trust God through it all, we will get through it just because of that, just because of that faith, just because of that understanding that we are right where we're supposed to be right in that moment at that time. You know, we got to watch, I mentioned lowers, uh, just a couple minutes ago, we got to watch our friends, uh, surf in one of the best and most popular breaks in the world. It's in uh, San Clemente at San Onofre beach down in, um, in SoCal, obviously where we vacationed. Uh, it's the home of the rip curl, WSL that's world surf league finals. And it's really regarded as one of the most high performance waves in the world. There's not a better, well, I, I can't say there's not a better wave because there's a lot of great waves, but this one is one of the best. Um, it has an A-frame peak with what really is like a perfect left. It, like it, the wave looked fake to me when I was looking at it. It looked like it was almost manufactured because it was so beautiful. And it has a right and a left, which makes it um, really cool to see. So you'll get two surfers that will most every time pop up on both sides and they'll ride to the right. One will ride to the right, one will ride to the left. And it's just so cool to see. And shout out to our friends, Mateo and Noah. Uh, we got to meet their, their surfing coach, Joel. Uh, and they invited Cash and I down to hang out and enjoy this experience. And we were actually, initially, we were just supposed to go down to Huntington and watch them surf a little bit that day. And, and that morning they said, oh man, we're going to Trestles. We're going to Lowers down in San Clemente. And I had stopped there a couple of years ago on a, I went on a, um, with Noah and Mateo's dad, uh, Matt and, and them on a Bible study surf retreat, uh, down in Oceanside and, uh, for the weekend. And so on the way back from that, I had, um, stopped at lowers and I think I checked out part of it, but it wasn't, uh, where I stopped at trestles and I, I didn't get to see lowers in that time, but it was a cool spot. So I was a little familiar with it, but it's a very large area. Let's just put it like that. And so 
the reason I bring that up is when we we're, I said to the kids and stuff, yeah, let's go, let's go watch Mateo and Noah and show up and let's go check them out, and watch them surf. And I've always wanted to see lowers. It'd be really cool. Okay. Okay, cool. Let's do it. They were good sports about it. They were down. And, um, so getting there though, was a, a bit of a, a different, different journey. And so I've, I parked at like upper trestles, which is by, there's a Carl's Jr. up there, which is a big mistake. Basically, I know you don't know where I'm talking about. Probably I keep saying it like you do, but I parked in the wrong damn spot pretty much right off the freeway. And which led to us having to hike down like a mile or two just to get to the beach, which the girls were so thrilled about. Yeah. Yeah. They pretty much complained the whole time. <laughs> and as like Lucy's tw 12 going on 13. So she just complains about everything anyways, which is normal, but Jess was a little irritated. She's having some pain in her leg and stuff. So we were walking, which I totally get. And I'm trying to be a good sport about it, but I'm irritated a little bit too, because I'm like, dang, I messed up. I didn't know it was this long. I really want to see the, the boys surf and whatever. So let's just keep going. And as we're walking down this like bike, bike path, really, you know, trying to get to the beach. It's like under the freeway. Um, and you know, it's, it's a hike and, um, there's people like striking by us on scooters and skateboards as we're walking. And I'm like, Oh man, dude, this is taking forever. And we finally get to the beach. And then once we get there, I realize like, we're not at lowers. We're like at uppers and lowers is way down South down the beach. And so I'm a little more irritated at this point. The girls are quite a bit more irritated at this point. And I'm like, I finally realized we're in the wrong spot. And I go, hey, Lowers is like two miles down the beach that way. And they're like, well, we're not going anywhere. We are. They put the blanket out. I said, okay, well, I guess we have a decision to make. Cash, uh, want to hike down or what? <laughs> of course, Cash is down for whatever. He's like, yeah, dad, let's go. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I tell the girls, hey, here's the keys. We're hiking down that way. We're going to go find Lowers and see if we can find the boys. And um. So we go along the beach and it's, there's a spot where we basically couldn't go along, along the beach. We had to hike back up. And I asked one of the dudes who was surfing there, who was coming out of the water and he directed us back up the bike path to the old PCH highway. It's the old Pacific coast highway. And he goes, yeah, bro, go, go up the old PCH and you'll follow that down for a while. And you'll go through the nostalgic lowers trail that you see on all the YouTube videos, cross the train tracks and then head right down to the beach and you'll see everybody. I'm like, yes. All right, here we go. We're going, we're going on an adventure cash. So cash and I go for it. And mind you, I don't even know if we're going to find Noah and Mateo at this point. Because they're way down there. There's tons of people surfing, and it's a huge area. And so, you know, it's a little bit like, man, I don't even know. Should we just stay? Like, But I, I'm telling you, I had this feeling that God was with us. I had this feeling that if we committed to this little adventure, if we committed to this journey, that it would all work out. Um, God would provide. We'd find the spot we were supposed to go. We'd find our friends. And so I was like, dude, let's. we're going. Let's go. So we hike along old PCH for literally, it seemed like forever. And I'll say that checkered vans and no socks with sweats, um, not really a, the greatest gear to walk a couple miles in on concrete, but we made it work in any case. And uh, even, it's kind of weird. Like I, I've never been on old Pacific Coast Highway before. It's completely desolate. And it's just like this big picture of four lane, like old highway with like weeds growing up is almost like apocalyptic in some sense. 
and you're just, you're walking on this highway. And, um, at one point we got like halfway and I looked back and like, we were pretty far and then we still had a ways to go. And I asked Cash, I'm like, dude, do you want to, do you want to just go back? So we go back. Like, what do you think? We don't even know if we're going to find the boys. Like, what should we do? You know? And Cash kind of looked at me. He's like, you know, I want to keep going. I'm like, all right, let's go. So we continue to go and, um, we come up on this old like communications tower on this bluff and it's overlooking the beach. So I know we're close, uh, cause I had saw it from where initially where we went down and, um, I asked this other dude and he's like, Oh, you went a little too far. He's like, go back up and then you'll see the old nostalgic trail that leads to lowers head down, <laughs> which is what we did. So we, we find it right. And we head down. Okay. I think this is the way. And, uh, we go down the trail and I see the railroad tracks. Cool. We're in the right spot. We cross the railroad tracks and then boom, it opens up and there's the beach. And I were like, yes, we made it. Cash and I are doing the old school eighties jumping high fives. Yes. And there's just like, there's, it was just awesome. Right. And, um, it, so we, we get up to the spot and we look out and there's just a group of like black wetsuits surfing in this perfect wave. And they all look the same. And so we're like, dude, we're never going to find, never going to find the boys out here. Like, so we hung out for a while and we see quite a few dudes just shredding out there and it's awesome. And then, um, we're like looking and I'm like, Hey, I look down, I see this, this kid coming up and I'm like, I think that's, I think that's Noah. So we walk over and it is, and like, sure as crap, it works out. We see him and there he is. And it's like, wow. So we hang out for a while. Mateo ends up coming in and it was just awesome. And it was so cool to, to watch our friends surf, um, to be at this awesome, like nostalgic, um, world recognized spot. And, uh, with some of the most amazing dudes surfing out there and just to experience it all together with my son and with, you know, it was just, it was just really, really cool. We spent some time together, hung out. Um, and you know, it was just, th the point is it's like, it wasn't like, that was awesome. The destinations, finding the boys, like hanging out, it was so much fun, but the adventure to get there, the journey along the way was like just as important, even though it was hard, it was some of the hardest part parts of it. Like trying, I mean, not hard, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, man, you know, it wasn't, we could have easily just stayed or just went back and, you know, um, that was a part of it. And with that, it was something that I'll never forget, something Cash will never forget. And the reason I, I thought this, this little story was so important is because it, it can apply to so many things in our life. Like you might be early on in your sobriety right now. Maybe you're just a couple days in. Maybe you're not any days in. And you're just like, man, I don't even know how to, how to quit right now. I don't even know how to do this. Like, well, it's one, one day at a time. It's commitment. It's trusting God. It's being willing to open up and go on the journey and not know where the destination is going to end up, not know if you're going to find your friends, if you're going to, are, are you going to be able to do it? You know, are you going to succeed? You don't know, but you got to try and you got to enjoy the process and you got to understand that it is a process. So I just want to say, like, remember this, whatever you're going through right now, whatever, um, whatever it is, wherever you're at in your life, I want you to remember God is with you. Number one, he's always with you. Even when you don't know it or when you don't think he is, he is, I promise. 
I know that for a fact because I look back at my own journey, my own adventure, my own life, and even up until right this moment right now, and I look back and there's no way possible he couldn't have been with me because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I could always feel the presence there. And when we open ourselves up to that and trust, man, life becomes a little bit easier. It makes a little bit more sense. It's, it's not as confusing, at least for me. And then life is short. Life is so short. So we have to remember it's about the journey. It's not about the destination. Enjoy it. Embrace the ups and downs. Feel. It's okay to feel. It's okay to feel. It's okay to adventure out. It's okay to try something new. Pray. Meditate. You're human. It's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to be uncertain with where your adventure, where your journey, where your your path, where your life story, whatever your testimony, whatever you want to call it. It's okay to not know where that destination is at the time. But if you're willing to take the journey and you're willing to make the changes and you're willing to dive in and you trust God along the way, I promise you, you will end up right where you're supposed to be. I don't know what that looks like. Neither do you. But when we trust and we have faith, that's what matters. That's what matters. And that leads me into the title of today's podcast as well. You won't be a kook forever. You won't be a kook forever. So I don't know that I, did I define kook in the beginning of this? I can't remember if I did. I think I did. But let's define it again real quick. An eccentric, strange, or foolish person, an insane person, a board sport participant who has a poor style or a poor skill. (laughs) Yes, I unfortunately would be considered a kook as a surfer because no, I'm not very good, but I don't care. I didn't start surfing until I was 38 years old, 39, I think, something like that. I don't care. I don't care. I wanted to share, too, some of the best Instagram accounts I follow, two of them at least, Kook Slams, at Kook Slams, and at Kook of the Day OG. And I had to share this. I pulled this up the other day. Definitely follow these two accounts. They're hilarious. And um, I shared this the other day with with uh, with Lucy and we were both just dying. And I, I'm pretty sure Heidi, the, the girl's name in the video is Heidi. Yeah, Heidi. I'm pretty sure she's okay. But just to for context here, she's she's doing it back. She's trying to do a backflip. She's a mom, number one. And the quote on the the or the caption is hilarious too. But she's trying to do a, a backflip off this 20, 30 foot flat high like rock face into this little lagoon or lake. And some people are encouraging Heidi, the mom, and some people are saying, no, mom, no, Heidi, don't. And here's what Heidi does. She's doing a backflip. No, see, no, mom, don't. Yeah, Heidi. Oh, my gosh, here she goes. Oh, 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 ouch. Ow. That looks like it hurt so bad. I'm pretty sure Heidi was okay. Yeah, Heidi. (laughs) That part is just hilarious to me. And, and the and the uh, the caption says, Heidi out here risking it all for the gram. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. I just wanted to share it with you real quick. I, it's funnier when you see it. So if you can check it out on Instagram, I definitely recommend following both those, both those accounts. Um, but if you're a new surfer, you could be considered a kook. If you're, if you're trying to do a backflip off of a rock face and uh, your name's Heidi, you might be considered a kook. Uh, if you're, if you're, here's the thing, if you're new to pretty much anything, maybe it's mountain biking, maybe it's rock climbing, maybe it's skateboarding, maybe it's being sober, maybe it's quitting drinking. You might be a kook. 
you might be a kook and you might have to embrace being a kook. If, uh, if you're someone who gets hammered all the time and can't seem to get your crap together because alcohol's just got that grip on you, might be a kook, might be a little crazy. Here's the thing. Let's face it. Being a kook sucks. Embracing the suck sucks. Sucking at things sucks, especially when you're a grown man. Nobody wants to suck. Nobody wants to be a kook. Nobody. Like, I suck at surfing, okay? I literally got up and actually rode a wave, I think twice out of like the four days I surfed, and that made it all the worth the worthwhile. It really did. Uh, I'm a total kook. It sucks to admit but I'm going to continue to go out. We're going to hit Pacifica. We're going to hit Santa Cruz. We're going to take some trips down south, of course, still. And I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep doing it as often as I can. And I'm just going to embrace being a kook for the time being because I won't be a kook forever. Eventually, I won't. I'll just show up. I'll put in the work. I'll ask questions. I'll watch others. I'll watch how they do it. And, uh, you know, we can take that same thing and apply it to anything. And we just have to be honest about it and kind of embrace it. And who cares? I don't really don't care what anyone thinks. I care what, like, I care about my 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 self um, my self worth, my amount of fun I want to have. I want to do something. I'm going to do it. Like that's what I care about. I don't really care what anyone else thinks. Uh, although it does suck sometimes to to be out there, and you know, it does make like I got pissed off a couple times. I gotta say, and I think that's good. I think it was a good pissed off. It's a challenging pissed off in some senses but you know let me give you an example we like to surf this place in newport it's called blackies right and it's 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 kind of a kook spot in some some days um we definitely don't surf lowers okay maybe one day probably not but who knows i can i can still dream about that one day right um but blackies it's a great little spot we love it there as a family we kick it there on the beach play football play catch surf go in the ocean you know whatever it's got restaurants and um, it's a re- really fun, fun little spot. And uh, the weather this last week, it, the conditions were not ideal. It was cloudy. It was foggy. The water was cold. Um, I have this like seven. Oh, yeah. You're also, you could also be a kook if you have a soft top surfboard as well. So I have a new soft top. It's a seven foot board that I'm trying out instead of the eight foot that I had before. Um, the waves, like I said, they weren't great. They were decent enough though. And I still just got my butt kicked like straight up. Uh, and I also, in my defense, in my defense, I haven't attempted to surf in probably over a year at this point. Um, and so this was this was one of the first times out, at least for the first day. Um, but I watch other surfers. I ask questions to my friends who can actually surf really good. Um, I watch YouTube videos. I study. I'm, one of the things that I love so much about surfing is not just like trying to stand up and catch a wave. I really love learning about the ocean. I love learning about... Um, how to watch like the waves coming in, the swells, like that, the whole science of the ocean. And um, I think it's, is it marine biology? I believe. So I can try to sound like I know what the heck I'm talking about a little bit. I love it. Dolphins out there swimming and the salt water on your skin and just the, the cold. And it just, it does something to your spirit sitting out there in the unknown below you. Like there's something, there's, there's some sort of rush and some sort of like, freedom. It's the best way I can describe it. So for me, it really is much more than just like standing up on a surfboard on a wave. It's a whole experience. And when I put it like that, even as I talk it out right now, it's so much more 
to me than just like, Hey, I surf and I stand up on a board and like, that's awesome, but there's way more to it. And that's what keeps me going out. It's not just the challenge of actually surfing. Like I said, I only caught a couple of waves, but it was enough to keep me going. And it's kind of similar to golf. You know, if anyone golfs out there, you, you might suck at golf, but you go out and you have a couple good shots in 18 holes and maybe you get a birdie or maybe you get a couple pars and then you have some real crappy holes too. Like those bird, that birdie or those couple pars, those and those good shots, those keep you going. It's, it's kind of the same thing with anything we do. But what's the point to this? Raymer, what's the point? I've already said this, but I'm going to say it again. We have to suck sometimes. We have to be the new guy sometimes, even when it means looking stupid, being uncomfortable, sucking, looking dumb, um, feeling less confident because there's other people doing things really well and we're not doing it that well. We have to be willing to suck and to work through that and continue to practice whatever it is that we're doing. That's what makes us grow. That's what makes us change. If you're the new guy who just quit drinking, embrace that shit, own it. Suck at it at first. It's okay. Maybe you go back and forth a couple times. Maybe you've gone back and forth a bunch of times. You quit for two weeks and you're back at it. I did the same thing. I had multiple times where I quit, be back, quit, be back, quit, be back. Just going to smoke weed. Not going to drink. Back to drinking. Not going to smoke weed. Only going to drink. Back. To, I mean, it's just like this problem. Not going to do drugs. Like Just go down the list of things. That's part of it. We suck sometimes and we have to own it and the more that we do that, the more we continue showing up, the more we put reps in, the more we ask others for help, the more we hang around other people who are sober, the more we hang around other people who actually know how to surf really well and how to read the ocean really well, the better we're going to get. It's a lifestyle, my friends. Surfing is a lifestyle. Sobriety is a lifestyle. You won't be a kook forever and eventually you'll find yourself helping another kook one day and you'll be feeling pretty damn good about it in a position to do so and give back and share your experience sucking at x y or z whatever it is it doesn't happen overnight though it's a whole quest i i, I said i kept saying journey and i hate that word for some in particular reason so quest we're going to change it actually no we're not I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to change it up. I do that sometimes. No, we'll keep it journey, whatever. I know it's a cliche word. A lot of people hate it, but it's not about the journey. I'm sorry. It's about the journey. It's not about the destination. Twice I said that, but you know what I mean? It's about the journey. Okay. And it, it doesn't, I want to say that again. It doesn't happen overnight. Okay. It doesn't happen overnight and we got to show up. We got to suck sometimes and just keep at it. Hang around people that you want to be like, that you want. Like you see somebody that has something that you want, talk to that person. Ask them how they got there. How did you do that? How do I do that? What are some things that worked? What are some things that haven't worked? Step out of your comfort zone. Get uncomfortable. Suck and embrace the suck sometimes. Please do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Go all in. Push the chips in and go for it and quit making excuses and just get after it, okay? It's not about the fish taco. <laughs> Wait, what? 
It's not about the fish taco. How many times have you gotten angry at something or someone for the stupidest thing? We're going to switch gears here a little bit. How many times have you gotten angry at something or someone for the dumbest thing, the stupidest thing? Many times it's driving, right? Sometimes it's driving too fast. Sometimes someone's driving too slow. Sometimes they cut us off. They ride our ass. You know, and you, you flip, maybe you're flipping the bird. You're yelling. Maybe you smack your steering wheel. Hopefully you don't do that. If you do, you're, you're probably uh, like many of us who've done stupid things while we're angry sometimes in driving. It's just like the first example that came to mind. But the point is, there's sometimes like little things can happen and they just make us irritated. They make us restless. They make us discontent, as some literature might explain. And really just plain pissed off. Let's just leave it at that. Like sometimes things piss us off. And a lot of the time they're little stupid things. But here's the thing. We have a choice. We have a choice. And most of the time, that thing or that someone or that situation that really pisses us off is really something inside of ourselves that is looking and wanting to be pissed off because of some other unresolved issue, some other unresolved issue. So if we aren't in a good place spiritually, if we're not in a good place emotionally, um, the littlest things, they're, they're, they're going to piss us off, period. They're going to ruin our day. And guess what? That's not on the external thing that allegedly pissed us off or allegedly ruined our day. Guess what? That's on us for allowing that person, place, or thing to piss us off. Do you see where the personal responsibility comes in in that? It's very difficult to do for many people, uh, including myself. I'm not saying I got it all figured out by any means because I have to check myself sometimes and go, wait a minute, Let's map this little situation out and recap here what's going on and get real about it because I'm, I can do the same thing even after not drinking for a long time and doing a lot of work through a lot of this stuff. Like it's a natural human tendency. So I guess point being is to don't beat yourself up over it. That's not what I'm saying. It's the recognition where we're at recognition where we're at. And I wanted to share a quick example of this, um, that came while we were down on, on vacation again at one of our favorite um, uh, taco spots and restaurants, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll just save the name um, just to be respectful here. Cause it's still a great place, but um, you know, so we, we go to the, we go to our, our place. It's one of our favorite spots down there. They got the best 5150 sauce uh, on the West coast. I think it's one of my favorites. And I, I order, uh, we all order, right? We're, we're excited to be there. We haven't been there in a while and get some good tacos. And I order a chicken, um, a steak, and a breaded fish taco. And uh, so I, I get, we get our order. We go to sit down and um, I got a chicken and I got the steak, but the fish taco was the wrong one. It wasn't the one that I ordered. There's a couple different ones. So I'm a little irritated. Not a big deal though. Cause I, re cause I recognize like, it's not a reason to be irritated, Shane, like relax, like just go trade the taco out. Okay, cool. Working my program there, right? I'm working my, I'm doing my training, my practice. I got this. And I, you know, to, and to be honest, I probably should have just eaten the damn taco anyways, because it really wasn't like that much of a difference. And the, the one that they gave me was probably better for me anyways, because it wasn't fried. Uh, but in any case, anyways, I go in and I tell the dudes who are at the counter, 
who, who may or may have not just had a couple of bong rips there, but that's just, I'm just speculating there. Nate, whatever, to each his own. Um, but I said, hey, um, man, guys, uh, gave, me, gave me the wrong taco. I ordered this one. You know, you guys gave me that one. This looked confused. This looked confused a little bit. And, and so I kind of had to finally tell him, like, do you want me to bring the old taco in? Can I, do you want me to exchange it out for it? Like, what do you want me to do? Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe go grab it and bring it back in and we'll make you another one. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. <laughs> so I go out, get the taco, put it on a napkin, bring it back in. Here's the taco. And I kind of stand there for a minute because I'm thinking they're going to make the taco right there. It's going to be a few minutes, man. All right, cool. So I go back outside, sit down. We're eating, hanging out. Everyone finishes their food. I finished my tacos. The kids finish their stuff. Like they're, they're just about to be finished. I'm like, dude, still never made a taco. I'm like, all right. So I go back in and there's nothing there. And I finally just say, hey, bro, like, it's cool. Just can you just make me another chicken one? He's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I told him to make the fish one, but I guess he didn't. <laughs> I'm just like, no big deal. So he gets the chicken one and I go out and eat my dumb chicken taco. And there it is, right? And I know this example is kind of kind of goofy, but I feel like it's relevant on how like sometimes the dumbest things have the potential to set us off and allow ourselves like to literally ruin our own day while blaming something or someone else. Like I could have gotten so pissed about this and probably back in the day. And I know people, I know plenty of people who this would have ruined their day. What? You gave me the wrong taco. Oh, man, I've been waiting here for 15 minutes. So I, my whole family just finished their whole meal. And where's my taco? Like I see people do that and they act like that. And it's absolute it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's not like shit happens sometimes. Like get over it, get over yourself. Like it's not a big deal. And I'm not saying we don't get a little irritated sometimes like we do, but like at the end of the day, are you really going to let the wrong taco ruin your day? I should have titled this too. It's not about the fish taco. So you won't be a kook forever. And it's not about the fish taco. It's about something else. We have a choice on how we respond. And notice how I say respond, not react. How we respond. I had to respond in that situation because I could have gotten pissed off and reacted to it. Man, you moved my taco. What? Like, no, I don't do that. I can choose to get pissed off or I can choose to go with the, go with the flow and let things be just the way they're supposed to be, even though sometimes they don't work out like I want them to be. That's life. It also doesn't mean I let people walk all over me. I have boundaries and I know when to speak up. If there's a serious situation that needs to be addressed, I will definitely do that. But I constantly have to be practicing my spiritual fitness, my emotional fitness, my connection with God every day in order to deal with things like the wrong fish taco. <laughs> do we understand? So take the fish taco story, please. And apply it to whatever stupid thing irritates you, whatever stupid person that you're dealing with in your life that is irritating and you can't stand, and, and try to understand that we have some, some uh, responsibility in every situation, no matter if it's our fault or if it's not our fault. And that's just life. And we're all trying to do the best we can. 
And is it really worth it at the end of the day, whether it's a driving situation, whether it's something at work, whether it's something in your marriage or your relationship, or whether it's a stupid fish taco, like, is it worth it? Your peace, your joy, your happiness, your sobriety, your spiritual relationship with God. Like, is it worth jeopardizing? And nine times out of 10, I'm going to say no, it doesn't. So how do we practice spiritual, emotional, physical fitness on the daily? We show up. We put the reps in every day, a little bit at a time, one day at a time. We show up. We put in work. Just show up. Like, I don't go to the gym every day and just get in great shape overnight. It takes weeks and months and years to continue to be in great physical shape. It takes putting reps in, even when you don't want to go, when you don't want to show up, when you don't want to be there. You have to show up. It's the same thing with sobriety. You have to show up. You have to put the reps in every day. You have to practice. You have to hang around people who encourage you, who are sober as well, who want to be there to support you a little bit at a time one day at a time. And we have to understand, I'm going to put this very blunt, one day we're going to die. One day you will die. This life is short. And we ask ourselves, is it really that big of a deal? At the end of the day, if this was my last day today, would I really give two shits about this? And when it comes to the fish taco, absolutely not. That's the stupidest thing ever to get upset about. And thank God I have enough um, experience now and just support. And I've had so many people help me along the way and, and to get to this point where that really is not that big of a deal to me anymore. And it, it, you know, it ruined stuff like that ruins people's day on the daily. And if that's you and you're going through something, ask yourself, is it really that big of a deal? Maybe it is. You know, there is that one time where it is a big deal. And man, handle business when, when that's it. And I get it. But man, got to put the work in. Got to put the work in. I hope something spoke to you today. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. Check out the 30-day Quit Drinking Dude Challenge too. 30 podcasts in 30 days to help you quit drinking, keep you accountable, become the father, husband, and leader you were born to be. Go to thatsoberguy.com, sign up and get $10 off. I love you guys. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.